Our program continues. My guests, uh, Bob Metz and Dave Tennant. Welcome to both of you. Nice to have you both back again. Thank you. I want to take advantage of the unique political experience of both of these gentlemen because they've both been involved uh, uh, in politics for many, many years at, at, at different levels, too. Uh, and have, um, I don't want to say moved around the political spectrum, but certainly over the years have seen their own uh, positions evolve and their own beliefs and philosophies evolve. And I want to talk to them about what we talked about in the first hour this morning, at least part of it. And that is this, uh, I said earlier today, here's the situation in Canada today. Our country is run by individuals that, A, we don't trust very much, although we keep electing them, whoever they are. Um, they're run by individuals whom we are perfectly happy, or from whom we are perfectly happy to accept lies, the kinds of things that we would send our kids to their rooms or, or leave our mates for, we accept without any particular distress from politicians. Uh, you know, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do elect us and we'll do that, and we elect them and they don't do it. That's okay, we let them get away with it. Um, we accept that during election campaigns they're going to lie about each other, that they're not going to tell the truth, that they're not going to deal with the issues as much as they're going to attack each other, and it happens every election. And we end up with a, with a, uh, um, a society wherein, in repeated polls, where they look at, at levels of trust with individuals, politicians rank pretty near the bottom of the pile in terms of public trust. When, in fact, you would think that politicians should be at or near the very top of that list that in theory they're supposed to represent, and I'm not talking about the individual people, I'm talking about politicians, what they do. Uh, there's some very fine people in politics, but politicians as a profession, uh, not very highly esteemed. We have a situation where instead of them being the best and brightest, um, we, it's kind of an institutionalized contempt that we have for them, and yet the average person doesn't seem to care enough to do anything about it. I want to ask each of you guys what you make. Um, am I reading this wrong? Um, David, I start with you. Am I reading this wrong? And if not, what do you make of this? How do we get to such a situation? I, I think you're right, Jim. I think politicians are, felt, are held in very low esteem by the Canadian public. And it's always been, um, as a background politician, I've, I've, I've always had a great admiration for people who are prepared to put their name in the, uh, in the political rank. And, and, and I think there's probably two or three reasons for this. First of all, the media, uh, and it's easy to bash the media, but the media sometimes uh, sets the politicians up uh, as words like morons and, and all of the, the catchphrases that uh, g get a chuckle. And secondly, negative advertising, and you, uh, through political campaigns, negative <laughs> advertising works. It, it, mm -hmm. Nobody, everybody, mm -hmm. everybody talks against it, but the reality is it works. negative advertising works. Yeah. And so the, the, uh, the people who are in charge of running campaigns and the posters, etc., they use negative advertising. You're seeing it coming out real, uh, real fast and furious in the United States now. Now we're seeing it in the federal election. We're actually seeing a little bit of it in the municipal election. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it works. The third thing is politicians themselves. And uh, somehow, either by the, the ballot box or, or politicians saying, we're not going to tolerate lies anymore, it, somehow that has to be uh, made clear to politicians, because we do, politicians do lie. And I, I, without getting too political, 
we, we saw it in the 93 election with Mr. Kretschmann. He promised to get rid of GST. He promised to tear up the free trade agreement. He didn't either. Nor did he even apologize for it. You're, you're seeing it now in, with the Canadian Alliance and, and this uh, uh, supposed to be court parachuting candidate into, uh, into London North Centre. Um, I make no comment about the individual herself, but this was a party that said we're going to do things different. And this is a party that has failed the test. So I, we, politicians of all political stripes, by the way, shoot themselves in the foot. And I think those are probably the three key, key reasons. The fourth big reason is that Canadian public put up with it. And, yeah, we well, and that's it. it, and we shouldn't. Robert, from your perspective, why, why do we put up with it? Why do, we, why do we condone this kind of behavior? I think everyone kind of senses that there's something fundamentally wrong with the whole political system. I think we forget that politics, basically, the reason we always think that politics is a dirty game is because it is. It, politics is force. You don't have to be bright in politics. You just have to pass legislation. If I want to do something, I don't have to earn anyone's respect. I don't have to go out on a free market and earn my way. I just pass a law, and people pay me where people pay my cause. That's, nothing in the world works that way except politics. And therefore, you always want to make sure as a voter that you're on the majority side, because if you're on the minority side, you're a loser. If you're on the majority side, you're still sort of safe and protected by whatever infringements some politician wants to make on your life. I mean, every single political promise comes with a cost. I mean, you're not allowed to be sold an automobile or a product of any sort in the marketplace unless the person advertises their cost and tells you what the terms of it are to the individual. This kind of relationship does not, not exist in politics because if we were aware of the cost, we wouldn't say yes to 90% of the things that government's doing. So they hide the cost and they diffuse the cost and they try to tell us that, uh, that things like free medicine and free health care and things like that are actually possible when they are not in, in the physical reality of the world. So what we have to try and do is not have a free medical system for all, but we should have a system wherein those that, that fraction of society that can't afford to get the best medical care can be helped exclusively rather than everyone who can pay for their own pay. Well, what, uh, about, what about, though, I want to come back to this issue, the issue of trust and the issue of integrity. I said before, we let politicians get away with things that we would reprimand our children severely for that would become a major issue in our homes if our children behaved the way some of our politicians do. And yet we accept it. And David alluded to the Prime Minister, and it's not, it's not just about the Liberals, as you said before, everybody's guilty. Look at what's going on in the House of Commons, all that hollering and screaming. Well, when I took how to debate formally in high school, you know, and I thought mm -hmm. maybe that's how they did it in the Commons, mm -hmm. and that was the ultimate pinnacle of, of where proper formal and, and respectful debate occurred, but it's, it's, it's a zoo in there. But why is it that we tolerate that? There was some talk when, well, they, first, do about it? Well, when they first started broadcasting that, there was some talk that if we do this on the political side, if we do this, the people are going to freak. They're going to freak when they see what a, what, a, what a zoo it is in here. And they started to televise it, and there was a little noise in the media, and then it, psh, it all went away. Well, I think, I think a big part of it is we as Canadians allow it to happen. We, we're the ultimate judge. We're the ultimate... Uh, group of people who are going to say we're going to tolerate it. We don't. The reality is, politically, uh, not just Canadians, I think this is probably through, true throughout the world, are lazy. We don't read platforms. We don't read uh, a person's position. A municipal election, uh, name recognition is the biggest thing in, in, in a political, uh, in the municipal election. And um, we, we, we as 
Canadians who are who are absolutely the best at pointing fingers. We want to point the fingers to the politicians, say it's the politicians' fault. Well, we put the politicians there. And, and we have to make it very clear to the politicians that we're not, that we're not going to tolerate the, uh, th this, this, well, I know this is the truth today, but I reserve the right an hour from now to make it a new truth. And that's what we have to stop. And that's the only way it's going to stop. It's not going to stop by, um, by politicians curing it themselves. I think sometimes we make a mistake in assuming that politicians aren't doing what they promised to do. Because mm -hmm. my experience has been the opposite. Most of them do exactly what they promised to do. And then we have disastrous results, which they didn't expect. And like, you know, people say Bob Ray didn't promise, didn't do all the things he promised. Yes, he did. That's the result. That's what you get. Um, wherever you, you introduce some sort of political force into a marketplace or something like that, you're going to cause all sorts of disruptions that you, that, that are not part of your original planned intention. I mean, if the government wants to get into job creation, they can take our money and say, look at all these jobs we created, because they can point at them. But meanwhile, the unemployment rates go up in the meantime, because what they really did was displace everybody else's money who was on the margin, tax them out of existence, and create these jobs. That's all that government can do, is, is rob Peter to pay Paul. And that process itself is immoral. Dave Chen and Bob Metz, our guests this morning on left, right, and center, although it's sort of right, right, and center, and right, and center, and center, and right, and kind of mixed up. But that's okay, because it's an important topic we're talking about today. We do invite you to join us. If you've got comments, uh, we'd like to hear from you at 643-1290, star-1290, and the Rogers AT&T. That's a free call. And we'll be back with Robert and Dave right after this. Dave Tennant and Bob Metz with us today. We're talking about politics and why it is that Canadians, and as David said, to people around the world, accept behavior from our political leaders who, in theory, again, I want to come back to this, in theory, are supposed to be the best and brightest among us. We accept behavior from them that we wouldn't accept from a six-year-old, and we do it consistently. You lie to me? No problem. I'll still vote for you. Cheat? No problem. Uh, weasel your way around the law? No problem. Give money to your buddies? No problem. We'll do all of that, and we'll elect them the next time out. And we're, I, we're I think it is a problem. I just think that most people don't feel they can do anything about it, and they're right, mostly. Um, is it that they can't or that they don't want to? And I made the point this morning that there's a, a significant difference between a voter and a citizen. We are only voters for a few weeks out of every few years while the campaign's on. That's the only time we're voters. The rest of the time, we're citizens. And as citizens, I wonder whether there's very... Well, I know there's not very many of us get very involved in politics. How many people belong formally to political parties in this country? A fraction, a tiny handful right. of the party, of, of, of the that's country. That's part of the problem, actually, because we're asking a, a huge block of people who have... And I don't say this condescendingly, but they have literally no knowledge of how politics works mm -hmm. or what, it, what it's all about or even what the issues are. That's why name recognition is so important. Mm -hmm. And... And they go in and vote. Uh, we had many experiences in the last election where people told us uh, that they didn't recognize any of the names on the ballot. They mm -hmm. just went in and voted for something that sounded familiar. Mm -hmm. And that, to them, they felt that they exercised their feel. And, and they get this franchise once every four years. It's, uh, it's their chance to vote against something. People do not vote for something. Um, clearly, my, my experience has been watching 30 years of Canadian politics at the party that says the least, and Trudeau was the master of this, mm -hmm. Uh, will do the best in the election poll because that gives the voter the least amount to vote against. 
I'm not sure David Peterson would agree with that, and I'm not sure Trudeau would have agreed with that uh, and when he was defeated. But I, I, the, the, the reality is that I think there is something that can be done, and I think the public are the ones that can do it. The politicians, I will tell you, that I have met over the many years that I've been involved in the political process, one, the majority of them are very bright people. Secondly, they are committed and they're dedicated people. Uh, when, when, we, when they go to the point of being uh, politicians and they get out of their constituency and they get into Ottawa or Toronto, and in some cases into City Hall, uh, they're caught up in a machinery that, that does uh, allow for this, the, 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 the lies and the excuses uh, of not performing the way that they, uh, they said they would perform the platform. We had a perfect case of what happens when the public get outraged in London, and it was a, it's not a political issue, but it was the issue at City Hall with a young man who was, uh, who was charged and was going to be kept on. That, the, only, I, the, the reason that was resolved the way it should have been resolved was because of, of people pressuring. It wasn't the politicians mm -hmm. the pressure. There wasn't anybody. It was, it was one individual in the media who picked it up and, and ran with it. And it was resolved. It's not easy, but we, we have to take responsibility as citizens. It's our country. It's our, they're our politicians. It's our government. We have to take the responsibility. If we don't, nobody is. All right, let's go to the phones now where John's waiting. Hi, John. Oh, hi, Jim. Listen, my friend. I'll put this question to, to your guests with respect to politics. Is it not like war where the first casualty is the truth? Well, sure it is, but the, the point is, we're trying, the question we're asked today is, why is that? Why do we accept that? Because the two qualities that are required by politicians is the ability to confound the credulous and the divine art of... Yeah, but John, yeah, absolutely, but why do, we let us, why do we let them get away with that? Because the people want to be reassured about something, and, and uh, you know, they're always looking for the Savior, always looking ah, for the next now, coming of Christ. Now you've, now you've hit on something. Maybe that's what it's all about, is we want to be comfortable. I'll, I'll leave it with this thought that was written some years ago with regards to the, the, the electorate and the government. And let me think. The capital of any nation is the confidence of the people. And nothing will equal this confidence unless it be their mistrust when once they discover themselves being misled and, and made game of. Yeah, the problem is it's tough to get them to discover that. Thanks, John. Ralph's up next. Hello, Ralph. Yeah, hi, Jim. Yes, sir. Um, in my opinion, we're not really getting representative government because, you know, we have no free vote in Parliament. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a, a one-man back in the early 80s uh, when I talked with Day and Garnet Bloomfield regarding, uh, you know, they were literally going to destroy the insurance business, and uh, they were extremely upset. And uh, then when, when, in fact, uh, Jack went so far as to have an article written in the paper because he was in an insurance town. And, um, and then when he got back to Parliament, he was, in essence, told, you know, put up or shut up. But isn't it, it and, and that happens to everybody, from every party, but the question that nobody's ever answered to my satisfaction, though they've answered it, but not to my satisfaction, is why do you do that? Now, I know the argument is made without party solidarity, you can't run the country, etc., blah, blah. I don't buy that. Where does it say that as an individual, w with the exception of the problem that in the House of Commons 
a vote against the government is automatically a vote of non-confidence. And we could change that. We could change that with the stroke of a pen and say the government does not have to fall on every... They can, they can decide what is a vote of confidence. We should have fixed election yeah. theories is what we should have. Well, but, but on top of that, what's to prevent, other than concern about losing their privileges, what's to prevent an MP from saying to their leader, no, I'm not going to do that. There, I'm not going to vote that way. There, there isn't any. Uh, well, except, why don't they do it? The, well, you did, but I tell you, I think the system... I think the system that is set up is a good system. I think the parliamentary system is better than the Republican system. There are, there are areas of the Republican system we have in the United States that, that, I, that I, I like, but the, 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 the basic uh, parliamentary system that we have, I think, works. And I think that the majority of po politicians, as I said, I think are good, honest, bright people. Uh, the, 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 when it gets in there and we get into making excuses, it's we the public. We, got, we have to start taking responsibility for this. We the public that have to do something. And we have to make it very clear at the ballot box or by protest that we're, not, we're just not going to tolerate a politician, a political party saying one thing and during the election and then a complete reversal the day after the election. Yeah, we can make sure we figure out a way to do that. Ralph, thank you for your call today. Gord's up next. Hello, Gord. How are you doing, sir? Good, thanks. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are just caught up in day-to-day -day living that they really can't pay that much attention to politics until it's election time. Mm -hmm. Then you get all kinds of ideology instead of things that <clears throat> might work. You know? Gord, why do you think, and, and you're absolutely right, I mean, people will say, well, I'm too busy, and yet they'll go out on a Saturday afternoon and spend a couple of hours looking for a pair of shoes. They'll spend a couple of weeks buying a car, if not longer, um, you know, no, the, they trust the information they get there. They get act. They is know that the, the price. Difference? They know what the product looks like. They know what the result of it when they use it will be. But they'll, but they'll spend the time to assemble that information. They won't spend the time to assemble the information about something that's vastly more important, ultimately, to their lives than the kind of television well, you know, or shoes they I, buy. I used to do that, Jim, before I got involved in, quote, politics as I am now. I used to check out the candidates all the time, made careful decisions about how I voted. And you know what? Never once did I vote for the winner. So I said, why bother doing all that work? Well, why, you know, isn't why that what the problem is? Why, why do you, if you believe in an individual or a party, uh, let's take it to the individual. If we believe in an individual. I, I, I can't, <laughs> it could be said I'm a conservative. That's why I don't always vote for the winner. But, uh, but why would you care? Other than you want your guy to win or, or, or the other one, why would you care? I'm, I'm going to only vote for the winner. That's that's where I think we well, fall off the wagon. Well, no, it's not. If you vote for the loser, you're not <clears throat> represented. But then, then we don't need an election. What you need is a series of polls, and we just we just vote. We just go with the polls. But you can make that's, a point that's that that's what we have now. That, that, right. That <laughs> we we elect. You said, David, about electing a, a candidate that you like. It doesn't matter whether you like or respect the candidate because if they're one of the major parties, particularly at the federal level, they're going to do as they're told when they get to Ottawa. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what kind of people they are. It matters at home in the constituency. I'll grant you that. And how, how they serve their constituents with, with well, visas and passports and all of that sort of stuff. But there. They can say they can vote any way they want. But they don't. Parliament. They don't. Because there's a, there's a price to be paid for every vote you make. Exactly. And well, it's called the loss of government. And you, how, you, how is the party know, ever going to put the policy forward if they allow every MP to vote, uh, vote on a regional basis, vote on an individual basis? And then to lose to lose the government. Well, if we're getting into this another, winning and losing. Let me inject here. Yeah, sure. Um, even after a, a politician or party gets elected and they they lie, you know, they say one thing and they get in, they do another. Mm -hmm. There's no mechanism 
to, uh, no, to deal with that. Yeah. Yes, there is. There is a there next is. election. That's right. Yeah, yeah but then you got to wait another four or five years. By, by which time everybody's forgotten what the problem was. Gord, thanks for your call today. David, I want to come back to what you said, though, because the... I'm not convinced that the government shouldn't fall. If the government can't convince its own people that its policy is worthwhile, then the government. Well, well they can't do it in 10 months or 12 months. Or but you can't do it in Canada. I mean, can't, one of the problems Why not? Well, Why okay. can't we do One of the problems that you have in Canada is the regional disparity. We're a huge geographical country. We're very small in population-wise. And the reality is what works, works Actually, in Western... Actually, that should be an asset, not a problem. Well, it is and it isn't. But what works in Western Canada doesn't work in Eastern Canada. So you bring a policy in that, that uh, it's impossible to bring a policy... Uh, where you have uh, the, the regional MPs voting based on the sole interest of that region, you, I think you would have chaos. Well, that, that presupposes that that individual is going to be narrow mind, so narrow-minded that they're only going to look at their own regional interests. Isn't there some middle ground between them having being totally regional and caring only about their own people and being unable to do anything not, about it anyway because they're going to follow the leader. governments that continue with transfer payments to try and equalize economies across the country. Um, you know, I think we pay for a lot of the poverty we get in parts of the country. We pay for people to stay where they are rather than if we didn't subsidize their staying there, they might go to other parts of the country that are more prosperous. But, Bob, that, that, that's fine, and I, I don't... I have some disagreement with that, but I think we're, we're talking ideologically how how do we solve the pro how, how do we help solve the problem with uh with the 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 the, the way that politicians are held in great disdain by the canadian public and if we think about it if we could increase the political image of politicians then i think more people would be inclined to run for politics mm -hmm. i think one of the things that keeps people out of politics is why should i put myself in the lion's den mm -hmm. why should i have with all due respect, the Jim Chapmans, the Chip Martins, everybody else immediately throwing daggers at me. And I, I, mm -hmm. I, I use you as a name, Jim. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I think we have to start with the bigger picture. And we have to say, if a political party puts forward a platform, and they, two days after the election, abandon that platform, then the Canadian public have to react. And they have to let their MPs know, and they have to let the media know, and they have to let... Uh, at, the, at the next ballot, they have to let the uh, the politician, the political party know that is not acceptable. It's a grandiose plan, but that's how you solve it. All right, let's go back to the phones where Emily's waiting. Hello, Emily. Hi. Hi. I've just been listening to your conversation. Yeah, we're almost here. out of time, Em. Pardon? We're almost out of time, so quickly okay, as you can. Well, what I would like to say is <clears throat> that Canada has got as far as it is today on 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 a parliamentary system. Mm -hmm. And I think Canada's in a pretty good position today. Mm -hmm. And there, I've had people, American friends. I'm a very political person. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been. Mm -hmm. Well, we're not. Well, you know, we're not saying here, Emily, that, that 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 our system needs to be necessarily changed. What we're we're saying, why is it we put up? I with can't hear you. You're talking too loud. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't help that. We're out of time anyway. Um, last word to you, Robert. Well, I, I think Jim that basically. You know, politics is a situation where you're forced to vote against the lesser of a given number of evils. If the politician that I'm going to respect is the guy that's going to say to me, he's going to give me my freedom of choice, he doesn't believe in censorship, he doesn't believe in robbing Peter to pay Paul. The politician I won't respect is the guy that thinks the opposite of all those things. 
So you don't it's have much. You don't that. have much choice in the average election. Um, I, I, I make my own choices, as you know, provincially, and I think we do have a few new choices uh, this this federal election. Um, I don't care what anybody thinks about the Liberals or the CA. I think the CA deserves a chance to get in because no matter how bad they are, they aren't going to be as bad as what we've got now. David, last word to you. Well, I, 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 I'm going to vote. Uh, in the first election we've got is the municipal election. I'm going to vote for the people that I think can do the job. I'm going to vote for the people that, that I believe should be at City Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if they don't get in, well, that's fine. But I'm not voting just because someone's leading in the polls. On a, on a party basis, I'm going, to believe, I'm going to vote based on the party platform. I happen to believe in the conservative platform, and that's, that's what I'm going to vote for. And that's what we should do as politicians, or as, as citizens. The, some of the cynicism, and it's easy to be cynical, um, I think it's deserved, but I think we have to take a whole new attitude towards politics and politicians as Canadian citizens. Would it would we benefit if we did away with uh, every vote, every go, every vote now as being a confidence vote in the government? Would we be better off if we did away, away with that and let the government decide what what issues they want to stand or fall on? It's a huge question. My my gut is no, we would not. Robert, my, my would be yes. I would say yes to that question. Thank you to both of you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jim. We'll see you again soon, I'm sure. And, folks, thank you for being part of the program. Thanks to our callers. And, Emily, I'm sorry we ran out of time there. Perhaps next time you call a little earlier, we can give you a little more time.